Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What They Don't Tell You About Turning 20. I am your host, the one, the only, Jessica. Ew. Okay, and today <laughs> we are joined by another lovely, lovely guest, and his name is Eduardo. He likes being called Ed. Yeah, I do, yeah. So, hello. Hello. How, um, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. A little nervous. A bit nervous. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, as you heard, I'm Eduardo. I am a business student. No judgment here. Nice. And I am technically 19, so... So, he's not really meant to be on this podcast, but he's turning 20, guys, yeah, in a few worry. months, so... I am second year, so... <laughs> Allow a little leeway, you know? Yeah. So, he is turning 20, but we are going to be doing an episode of self-love, part two, with Eduardo. So, um, me and Ed met <laughs> at Latin Social Dance. Um, and this is when, like, I it mentioned it last week about how I, obviously, I was going through a bit of a weird time and I wanted to get out more and start some societies and I came across you know Latin social dance and then I met Ed (laughs) and you know I've been going every week now and it makes me feel good so yeah Ed did you want to yeah super fun that I just I think I would promote it to anyone you know it's like I love the social side of it um, especially, like, I would say I'm introverted. Mm-hmm. But I felt like everyone has been super accommodating. Like, obviously there's issues, but there are issues with every club. And yeah. they're quite minor. And I think everyone is just so positive there. And the vibe is so, like, there's so much energy um, yeah. when you're dancing, when you're doing all these different, like, salsa and bachata. That <laughs> it's so, like, positive that it just makes you want to come back every single week and do it more than one time a week and and talk to the teachers and become part of the socials and mm-hmm. everything. I just love that that energy that it brings. So, Why did you start going? Um, honestly, I got invited by a, a Spanish student that was here on exchange. Um, and they said, you know, that I should be <laughs> experiencing more of my Spanish side of the culture. Fair and enough. And doing some dance, which was actually just an excuse to encourage me to go. But... <laughs> Um, you know, I liked the idea and I've always liked dance anyway. Like I've done my own, my own dance in my own time. And so it kind of just, just that encouraged me to go. Having someone to go with, it's always nice. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so impressed when you went, because you went solo when you first Oh yeah, started. I went by myself because I was like, let me put myself out there. Let me see how it is. And like, if the vibe is there, then I'll continue going, you know? Yeah, little... it took a lot of courage. Yeah. I very nervous, but I tried to brush it off. Anyway, um, but it's part of the the self love. It is the part being of the self love. To push yourself to do things that you otherwise wouldn't, because you know part of loving yourself is is growing with yourself. Mm-hmm. So trying new things helps you grow and uh, helps you be more yourself. So I think you know having the courage to go there on your own um, maybe shows that you're better at self love. Than, than people who need someone else to encourage them. Oh, yeah. You know, get out of their space. Um, trying something new also, it's just, it's just trying to explore whether that's a part of your yourself as well. Like, hobbies always are an identifying feature of someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so be, to be able to start a new hobby is to, like, test out whether that's going to be part of you as well. Mm-hmm. So doing that on your own is even more impressive. Well, I mean, still learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a learning process. But, yeah, I mean, I really like it. So, I mean, hopefully we can improve in the next few weeks. Um, <laughs> we'll I, don't I, I, I think improvement is another thing that should be taken into account. Like, when you're trying to improve your kind of perception of yourself, mm-hmm. um, you have to see progress. So doing something that has progress, especially like later on in your life, usually you start hobbies when you're younger and you're already pretty good at most of them mm-hmm. when you get older, unless you're just starting, you know, and that's okay too. Uh, but starting a new hobby at university, it's so easy to facilitate starting a new hobby because everyone's new to a lot of the societies. Yeah. And it's such a good thing to see like personal progress. Like you are seeing yourself learn, you're seeing yourself improve in such a short period of time. It's mm-hmm. really good for you like mentally, I think, um, to kind of gradually see yourself improve at anything even if it's music or yeah. dance or an- anything creative or not creative you know something more academic learning 
it's in itself improvement yeah I feel like you shouldn't have like too much expectation for yourself and like when you first try out you just have to let yourself live in the moment see how things Mm. go and then enjoy it enjoy it as well exactly a lot of people when they get older they find that trying new experiences just on its own not even being good at it is good for them because they feel like they have that learning experience they're suddenly the worst in the room again at something Mm -hmm. this has been talked about a million times how um just by starting something new and being the worst in the room at it you get to experience that kind of newness again because as an adult you don't get that as much you tend to be experienced in so many things yeah (laughs) yeah yeah obviously i wanted to ask you like what do you do for like what have you done for your like self-love journey my self-love journey um started definitely when i was kind of uh when i was pretty young when i was in primary school um i found it hard to self-love because my physical image wasn't appealing to myself i found it hard to accept it mm-hmm. um and that's because i was i was overweight um and it made me feel um not only less physically attractive which is the thing when you're younger but just kind of like less less of myself i wasn't able to participate in same physical activity so same sporting activity as a lot of other people because they would be really good at sports and I would kind of suck and not be able to run as much and uh, you know a lot of people kids discriminate they don't mean oh, to yeah. but they do you it know, happens kids, they just they have their own <laughs> it happens um, so it's not it's not in itself bullying although that might have been experienced at times but um, you know it's more just that kids see you in a different way and so some activities I didn't participate in I had plenty of friends we were a small small village a small community but it I can't say it didn't affect me so just um being left out of those things as a kid um made me see it more in a negative light as well not that it wasn't negative it is unhealthy to be overweight um and it's good to maintain your health you know Mm -hmm. your body is very important and to stay healthy is very important so I'm glad that I lost the weight but it's it doesn't mean that it's just a physical thing it's very much a mental thing as well yeah losing weight is difficult in itself but seeing yourself as a better person because of it is even harder because you feel like uh or at least I did I'm not sure if everyone feels the same way but when I kind of lost the weight I felt like it's it's almost like it's still superficial Mm. have I really improved or have I just lost some weight, you know? Am I really um, allowed to be included in the things I wasn't before? Or was the weight just an excuse? That kind of thing. Um, so part of self-love is being able to accept yourself after large periods of change. Mm-hmm. Like me losing a lot of weight, uh, accepting myself um, back into certain like physical activities like sports and things, um, and accepting that I should be valued more than I was. So before uh, I might have been looked down upon in many ways because I wasn't as good at whatever sport because I was overweight. And now, um, you know, telling myself that actually I should be allowed, I should be warranted that kind of like love and support that I was maybe lacking. Um, and then the physical side of things, which, <laughs> which is <laughs> the usual thing that gets talked about. It's, yeah. it's still pretty difficult um, accepting your body is a huge part of self-love because um, it's something you can't change uh, yeah. fully. <laughs> I mean, y- you are going to be with yourself until the day you die. So yeah. <laughs> kind of just have to deal with stuff and accept yourself. Exactly, exactly. And dealing with that kind of uh, mentality that you're not good enough uh, physically mm-hmm. um, due to weight is very difficult because... You don't change as a person, so even if you do lose the weight again, you might not feel like it's valid. Like, should I be self-loving when I've made these mistakes or I was how I was or whatever? Mm-hmm. Have I really changed? Have I just lost some weight? I mean, like, are you, you're, you're like, definitely happier now, right? A hundred percent. I, I, I mean, everyone's got residual um, issues from, from going through periods of change like that, and change yeah. is always hard. But I would say I'm definitely happy with with my physical self. I try and be all the time. You know, everyone has their days. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror. I don't know if you do look in the mirror straight away. <laughs> Maybe it's a side effect, but I do that quite often. Got to look um, at yourself. Yeah, you got. <laughs> if you walk past the mirror, you know. don't look at yourself. Something wrong. What's going on? <laughs> There's not something wrong. That's not like. <laughs> uh, um, it is stemming from insecurities, but I'm definitely happy with it. It's just sometimes everyone has their day where they kind of look at themselves and think, mm, "Should I not yeah. be doing better for myself? Um, should I be?" Uh, kind of improving upon it even more like what is my limit why am I not doing my best my absolute best every single day to mm-hmm. make it the peak that it could be but then you got to realise you can't always be at your best Yeah, everyone has bad days for a reason um, even if you are doing your best it could still have a negative outcome yeah. maybe you don't realise you're doing your best at the time uh, but as long as you're simply trying that's what you can really ask for yourself exactly I mean, it kind of goes back to, like, expectation with Mm. when you... I mean, you could always just set up goals, but it doesn't mean that they're always going to be positive goals. I mean, I think if uh, if you're always critical of yourself, like, you're you're never going to be happy with yourself. Yeah. It's just self-doubt, and it's just going to keep going and going. So you just have to slowly build yourself. Mm. Absolutely. And, I mean, building on that, I am a big believer in self-improvement. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, um, in my opinion, should always be looking to improve themselves. Uh, if anyone thinks they're perfect, um, I think it's it's pretty steep to, to be saying that you are absolutely the best you yeah. can be. You should always be looking, uh, not necessarily having role models. A lot mm-hmm. of people like to say their role model is themselves in the future. Uh, I think it's a good perspective to take because... You have to look at yourself as someone who's still got a lot of learning to do. You're still uh, linking back to just starting new societies like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you've always got something that you don't know yet, that you haven't done yet. And even if that's maybe, you know, people will argue, oh, well, what if I what if I don't want to do something new? It's, it's not just about activities. Yeah. It's literally about always not being your, the same self as you were five years ago because you're always going to be experiencing new things. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if you grow from that. But if you stay the same your whole life, it would be so boring. You would oh, never yeah. develop new interests or have new friends or see new people or explore things. And and really, like, it's similar to using the having the body um, in a healthy state to use it to the best of its ability. Well, you should do that with your mind as well. You should allow yourself to, to constantly be growing so mm-hmm. that and be open-minded so that you can kind of use your mind to the best of its ability as well. You know, be satisfied. Satisfaction is very important, and I think that's part, the main part of self-love is self-satisfaction. And that sounds very materialistic. (laughs) But I don't mean self-satisfaction in a way of just do whatever makes you happy. You know, you shouldn't do things at the expense of other people. Oh, yeah. But I think the fundamentals of of self-love stem from being self-satisfied, self-aware, I think that's very important. Now, that's very different from self-conscious, self-aware, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, knowing how you can improve. Uh, Self-conscious, you don't want to be insecure. It's hard to say, I'm just not insecure. Um, Again, all you can do is try your best, but you don't want to be constantly worrying about yourself yeah um all the time and and what you're doing to other people you know being a people pleaser i've always had issues with that yeah i get that (laughs) i get that all the time because at the same time you're not really living for yourself you're living for other people if you're always pleasing trying to help everyone and and you know living to everyone else's expectations i mean that's also why like i i changed my course because I I realized that I chose that first course because I thought it would satisfy the people around me and I thought it would you know live up to expectation yeah but you know I wasn't doing it for me and it wasn't what I wanted to do so yeah I mean it's never too late to realize that like Mm. what you want to do and what you want to do for yourself so and I don't know if you feel the same way but I think that um I've lost my thought. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally completely gone. What the fuck? Wow, that was quick. You're literally talking. You're just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I started saying something and then it was just gone. 
Was it like from I had a whole idea. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, I remember. I feel like, I don't know if you feel the same way, Mm -hmm. but being a people pleaser for me maybe stems out of some sort of self-consciousness that I have where I I feel like in in some respects I'm I'm trying to do the best for other people because I feel like otherwise I wouldn't be good enough to warrant their attention or <gasps> yeah um, you yeah know, their friendship or whatever relationship you might have with someone mm-hmm. uh, so doing all those activities might make you feel for yourself not even for them like it's it's more valid like you're allowed to be their friend because now you're actually worthy of it because you've done all these things to help other people oh you're worthy of your own self-love because you're being so nice to these other people even if they're not being as nice to you even if they don't necessarily deserve you know all this love that you're giving them it's almost you're giving them this love for for yourself to feel like you're actually worthy of their the relationship you have with them Damn, like, that very deep? Really, like contemplating my whole life existence. <laughs> I'm like, hello, wait, <laughs> really? Okay, yeah, Heike, like hit somewhere. Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to call you out. I no, just <laughs> talking about myself. But I mean, because we just have so much. Yeah, in we're so like so similar. We're the same person. <laughs> Almost. Almost. What do you do? What do you what do, do, I do for your... No, no, no. Like, as in, you know when for those days where you're, like, really feeling really bad? And, like, mm. what do you do to, like, pick yourself up? Um, I do something that's going to sound pretty crazy because um, it seems very, like, emotionless, very scientific. <laughs> um, emotionless? I like, well, it's almost like it's weird. It's not... It's not very typical because I kind of, I I sit myself down and I have a little like short conversation with myself where I say, like, realistically, what are you sad about? So I, I think about my own personal philosophies, which sounds weird. Again, like when you're sad, the last thing you're supposed to be doing is looking at it from this scientific, <laughs> analytic Wait, perspective. Wait, you question it? Well, I'm more like... Don't let one small thing ruin your day, right? Don't let this negative uh, thing okay. ruin your day. But when it's more serious than that, when it's something genuinely that I'm actually upset about, um, I kind of, I like to face it head on. And Fair. I like to use uh, personal philosophy, which sounds, again, really scientific and weird, <laughs> where I kind of, um, I speak to myself and I go, right, this, this bad thing, um, in the grand scheme of things, how will it affect you um, not just an emotional level, but like, how is it affecting your life right now? Like Why long is it term. affecting it in that way? Mm-hmm. Um, what's it doing to you? And what warrants you being sad about it? I think that's the most important thing. What warrants me being sad about, let's use an example. So recently there was a, a certain person reasonably close to, to me and my family passed away. Oh. Um, and Sorry. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, so when when kind of processing that, uh, I thought to myself a lot. Um, yeah, I spent a lot, sorry, I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. thinking yeah. um, kind of on my own. And that was my way of processing it. I thought about what it meant to, to me, to other people, and how I should be going on with my life. I think the main thing I do is, you know, uh, having someone pass away is difficult, but I thought... You know, being sad about it is gonna. It would make them upset. Having someone in the room and you being sad makes it upset. Is it moral? Is it right to spend your whole like spend I don't know how many weeks upset about this one thing, mm. or is it right to in those two weeks where you'd usually be mourning, be extra happy? Yeah. So I. It sounds psychotic to just no, wake up you. and you're sad and suddenly just be like. Or too bad, you have to be happy now. No. Because people don't work like that. People yeah. are just sad, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying people shouldn't do, th- uh, you know, sh- people shouldn't have periods of mourning and shouldn't be sad at all. Um, especially since there are people who were hit harder than, than me from this this passing. But for me, I, I kind of tried to focus. Obviously, it didn't, didn't work all the time. I was still sad mm-hmm. a lot of the time about it. But I focused more on on trying to kind of make their life life fulfilled so I try to be as happy as I can try to go through life just the same as I always would because that's how I feel like I can actually you know 
almost people please their their passing. Yeah. So almost make it feel like it's okay. Yeah. Make them, um, if they were still here, feel more proud of mm-hmm. what of who I am and what I'm doing with my time. Yeah. I feel like you can't really control. Like there are things that you can't really control. You can't really let yourself feel yeah. bad about it because it's out of your control. You can't do anything mm. about it. I mean, I had a similar experience like a few years ago. I'm sorry. Um, my grandma died, and the thing is, I volunteered to read her eulogy yeah. at her funeral, and I was really proud of it. And the thing is, for some reason, my family were taking pictures, and there's an image of me smiling in like the corner, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really thinking about my grandma dying. I was thinking more. I did this for her, yeah. you know, she'd be proud of me. Kind of looking at the brighter side. And, yeah, there's now an image of me smiling at my grandma's funeral. But, you know, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, relevant. Yeah, no, that's true. Because, you know, and don't get me wrong, this isn't coming from a, a selfish point of view either. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people, um, they might feel wrong about doing those things about about being happy in that time of mourning because they feel like if they want to um kind of actually mourn and value the the person's life then they would be sad just because that's what they're supposed to do yeah um and i think that's completely valid you know people can process it in whatever way they want and it shouldn't it shouldn't be kind of seen as selfish either to try and be happy during that time like we're not we're not satisfying our own our own selfish need of of making us feel like they're proud of us. That is not where this is coming from. Although that is a large part of people pleasing. That and it does affect a lot of people, you know, satisfying your own your own kind of selfish perspective of wanting to be worthy of of kind of love and people's time and stuff like that. It's it, that's not where this is coming from. It's it's more the positive relationship that you had with the person is represented through the positive actions um, you kind of performed yeah. after their passing. And, mm-hmm. and they made you feel positive, so why would you not want to represent that? Exactly. I and like again, that. it's not saying that people aren't entitled to be sad. You absolutely can be. Yeah. Um, but it's also okay to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find it a very good way of processing things, to try and continue being that kind of positive a happy person having the best influence on the world as possible Mm -hmm. i mean i never really looked at it like that because i know like last week i was really in like i was going through it yeah we were going through a hard time and i'm not gonna lie guys that last week's episode was very rushed and i did it because i had been sleeping that whole week because we were going through stuff we're not going to talk about it but it's fine um and I I was really about to self-criticize myself for like, you know, you have an episode to do, you need to edit it, you have all these stuff to do, you need to prepare to go back to uni, like what are you doing, What what is going on? But at the same time, I kind of just let myself, you know, I stopped and I kind of let myself be the way I was because yeah. that's how, you know, I was going through stuff. I was allowed to, to feel the way I was, feel, I exactly. was feeling. Yeah. So, again, it's the self-criticism, but, I mean, also looking at the positive stuff, I managed to get that that episode out. (laughs) (laughs) Self-love. But, yeah, I mean... I think that's an amazing point, you know. No matter, like, what you've got on your plate, you have to consider, I think, three main aspects of of your life. I think... Part the main part of self love is feeling fulfilled, whether mm-hmm. that be um, because you've gone through a weight loss journey and you feel satisfied about the results, or whether you've gone through a hard period of dealing with loss, and you are you know able to accept that that person has has moved on, you've grown from that experience. Um, I think fulfillment can be done on a day by day basis. If you are having a bad day and you wake up and you don't feel like doing anything, I think... Let yourself. <laughs> not doing anything. <laughs> I, I always do stuff. <laughs> I, 
um, it's very important to, to consider like three major major mm-hmm. aspects of of what you're going to do in the day. So it's going to be satisfaction. It's going to be your motivation, mm-hmm. and it's going to be um, and it's going to be your your processes okay. that you have to go through. Yeah. So there's necessary ones that you have to go through. Like for example, you wake up uh, and you make breakfast. You have to make breakfast. You have to eat in the morning. Well, you should. You should eat in the morning, guys. Please have breakfast. Um, or another example is going to work. Obviously, some people don't have time for breakfast or something. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it's a necessary process that you have to go through. This, this could be going to work. This could be having breakfast, brushing your teeth. It doesn't matter. It's just a thing you will do. And yeah. this is part of your day. And doing these things during the day, um, are just they're part of the processes you go through. So that's the process part of, of how you achieve, I think, satisfaction with your day. Um, the other thing is is motivation, and that can come in a lot of forms. But the main one, I think, is anything that will make you happy. That's what genuinely motivates you. So motivation can come from things that don't necessarily make you happy. But I would say the main thing that would actually motivate you would be a positive result at the end. Mm-hmm. So even if you're doing a task that you absolutely hate, you get a positive from it, and that's what motivates you. So going to work is the process that you have to do then the motivation would be earning your salary and oh, being yeah. able to spend that on your free time. Or when you get back from work, you know you're going to go meet your friends or you're going to just relax for a bit at home, watch a movie, play some games. doesn't matter. It's just looking at the positive side of things. Yeah. Uh, having having a reason. So having, I think you have to do, having a reason. And then the final one, uh, satisfaction is the other <laughs> the other very important one. Uh, satisfaction comes from actually achieving in the day now if you go to work uh, you do the process then you achieve your motivation so you get your money or you finish work and you come back Uh, your satisfaction comes from comes from actual achievement and completion so your process because you had to do it you did it uh, your motivation was your reason for doing the things you had to do. Your satisfaction comes from actually allowing yourself to do things that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So while you have to do your washing up, <laughs> you might want to cook a nice meal. Oh, yeah, treat or, yourself. Um, watch a specific film that you really wanted to watch. So your motivation could be to come back home so that you can watch a film. And then your actual like satisfaction comes from giving yourself a reward and giving yourself the fulfilling things throughout the day that actually make your day interesting, positive, fun. So motivation only is what's given to you to complete the necessary processes. You don't need motivation to do something you enjoy, or at least you shouldn't. I know some people struggle with that as well. You know, when you're um, having a really, really bad day or if you have certain like mental health issues even, that mean you struggle to do the basic things you even enjoy in life. But for for others in general, doing something that genuinely provides satisfaction is easy because it's something you actively want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think if you want to feel genuinely satisfied and productive with, with your day, then that will give you a lot of self-love. Um, if you feel fulfilled at the end of the day, you'll you feel, feel more loving of yeah. yourself because... You did it. You did Slay. it. You did it. And you didn't just get through a day where you felt like you did nothing. Oh, you yeah. You just did the necessary processes. You didn't gain anything from it. And then you didn't self, like, you know, fulfill. You didn't fulfill, <laughs> feel fulfilled at the end of the day. You didn't, <coughs> you didn't feel fulfilled at the end of the day. Yeah. It was more um, an actually satisfying day where you got to do things you enjoy and you felt like that day is an accomplishment. Each day can feel like an accomplishment. So I think the main kind of driving factor for each person each day should be, you know, comprised of these three factors. And that's what, for me at least, makes it feel like a fulfilling day. And I feel I feel self-love when I feel fulfilled at the end of the day. Nice. <laughs> I feel like that as well. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I was, oh, yeah. What would you tell younger version younger version um what would you tell younger ed about self-love i feel like the younger version of me didn't know better no i felt like i was very happy at the time 
you know, even though I was struggling with a lot of things, I didn't realize. So I was, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying life. A lot of the times I would feel sad and the, the downs were big and the highs were big, mm. but I didn't know what was happening. So I think I wouldn't want myself to know what was happening. Fair. I think naivety as a child gives you a lot of happiness. Um, you know, you yeah. start worrying about things that you know of as an adult because you start worrying about, well, you start knowing so much more stuff. And so you start worrying about it. Like yeah. As a kid, I, I felt happy a lot of the time just because I didn't have some of the stuff that I worry about now to worry about. I think I would have just told myself to self-love as a kid, just kind of... Keep going. I think to not care as much about the expectations that I set for myself. Okay. I think I I always, I still do. I give myself a lot. Um... I expect a lot from myself and I kind of, I dream big. I've always, I always have. I've always had a set like thing that I've wanted to do. Always had these big dreams and I still do. But I think put less pressure on myself for not being able to fulfill them. Because I think that's what really, that's what would crush me at times. You know, if I, if I did try my best and I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. it killed me. Yeah. Because I felt like why are other people allowed, like why are they warranted all this happiness and, yeah, I've tried my best and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely, it sounds strange, but caring a little less maybe would help. No, 100%. About about things that I set for myself. About other people, I ended up caring more. At the time, I was more self-absorbed because all kids are, you know, <laughs> um, kind of like short-term happiness kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've become more aware of other people's happiness but I think that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. I do think that moving away from caring so much about what I think about myself has definitely helped me improve mine was like the complete opposite kind of I don't know was it I mean again like obviously I've again if I haven't mentioned it before (laughs) like last year I dropped out Uh, did you actually oh my god yeah I did by the way, guys, I, I dropped out. Sorry. Did you hear that? Yeah. Guys, she dropped out. She dropped. Yeah, I dropped out. Yeah, I'm proud of myself because <laughs> I came back. Anyway, um, I again, I I compared myself because obviously everyone else was just living living life and living the best life, and I was just kind of at home, as I've mentioned last week. And then, you know, not everyone's going to be at the same point. Like all the time, we're all going to be at different stages, and it's easy to be comparing yourself to other people. But at the same time, did I again? Did I know that I was going to make a podcast a year later? Did I know? Did I think that I was definitely going to come back to uni? No. So I mean, you have to trust the po- trust the process. Mm. Let yourself live. What was the process? As in, like, let 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 life unfold. <laughs> Let, let life. Let, uh, <laughs> sorry. It's a remix. Let life unfold the way it's meant to. You know, don't set yourself like don't set yourself expectations. But also at the same time, do I don't know. Yeah, set goals, not yeah. fixed expectations. Yeah. I think goals can be flexible. You achieve a goal and you go on to the next one as well. Mm-hmm. But expectations, they will. You know, as I was saying earlier with with being less harsh on, on myself, not achieving my own expectations because I had these big dreams. Um, goal setting can be changed. It can be shifted. It can be moved. Uh, but as soon as you set expectations, you put your emotional value, you tie your emotional value to that. Um, you expect something, and therefore when you don't get it, you are sad. Whereas yeah. a goal is something that you want to achieve but know that you won't always. Yeah. And to know that it can change, you know, the kinds of goals that you have the kinds of things that you want to achieve will change exactly be realistic with yourself yeah and if you don't achieve it don't be sad about it either Um, exactly you know i think goal setting links back to what we talked about earlier i think goal setting links back to what we said (laughs) (laughs) i think goal setting links back to what we said about earlier um when we talked about growth uh goal setting goal setting is important when it comes to actually growing because you can set these goals that you then feel satisfied when you achieve as well. So part of self-improvement 
is not only being realistic, but it's also part of his planning, right? It's okay to... <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, continue. <laughs> I hear you. It's because you go from, like, laughing and then serious voice really quickly. Do I have a serious voice? Huh? Do I have a serious voice? Yeah, you have a serious voice. A serious voice. <laughs> what are we laughing at? Oh, my God. Okay. It's fine. part of self-growth. <laughs> See? <laughs> you have a... It's part of self... <laughs> Damn. I can't talk. Okay. Part of self-growth is definitely goal setting because it allows you to keep track of it. It allows you to... Um, you know, feel motivated. It is a form of motivation. Goal setting allows you to kind of see an end point that you want to reach. Mm-hmm. And it's not a physical end point. It, it can change, as we were saying, and it it can be maneuvered. And it's also not the end. It's not, you know, the, the end of the story is just the start of a new one, right? So you finish one goal and you can move on to the next. And if you don't achieve it, you can set a new one. Yeah. And part of self-growth is knowing that you can grow in some ways or you can change your mind and want to grow in a different one. Or once you reach that milestone, know that you're still not perfect and that you achieved that goal, but now you still want to continue improving. I think the main motivating factor for me in most of life is the fact that I know I can always do better. And that is risky, you know, because there's a fine line between knowing you can always do better and forcing yourself to do too much. But you should definitely always know that you you can do better, but maybe you shouldn't. If you're doing something too much, that it's actually obstructing other things in your life, then it should maybe, you know... Tone it down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if it's obstructing other things in life, then maybe it's truly not the better thing to be doing. You know, better is is relative, And it also should be looked at from an outside perspective. Like, if you're getting really, really good at a sport, but you're sacrificing a lot of your social life for it, maybe it's not necessarily the better thing. Maybe it is. Maybe your social life was overtaking your life and you needed some more time with your hobbies. Mm. But better is always going to be relative, not only to yourself, but also to the position in life that you're at. During your uni time, if you're at uni, maybe you do need to focus more on your studies at some point. Or maybe you need to explore a few more hobbies. Ed's calling out you there. out, guys. He's calling <laughs> all of you out. <laughs> calling myself out. That's oh. what I'm doing. Free time is always important. But it's always important to realise that the balance <clears throat> changes. It changes all the time yeah. and it changes with you. And you should always take that into account. So set your goals, but be flexible with your goals. And use them as motivation. Because they will help you become a better version of yourself. And when you become a better version of yourself you will find it easier to self-love. Slay. Amazing. I mean, do you like spending time with yourself? Yeah, yeah. I think, as you mentioned last podcast, you spend time with yourself a lot, a lot more than you spend time with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to Be okay self-love with that. so that, exactly, so that you enjoy spending the time alone. I think... If you enjoy spending time alone, you will be able to enjoy spending the time with other people even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's difficult to say because a lot of people find it very difficult to do. Uh, and it's okay to... It's not It's not a milestone you have to achieve before like hanging out with other people or having friendships or relationships. You don't have to be okay with yourself before you do those things. Mm-hmm. You just should always consider that it will come first and it should be something that you should focus on. Yeah. Not before you do those other things, but during. So always be working on yourself, if you can, even in the smallest ways, uh, just just to the extent of your abilities. Don't push yourself too much. Just try your best. Uh, and make sure that you prioritise yourself and, well, spending time with yourself. You know, doing, doing things for growth is great, but not at the expense of other people. Yeah. Uh, never at the expense of other people. And sometimes... Just working on yourself could be the best thing for other people anyway. So if you're in a friendship that you feel is becoming more distant, maybe because you don't feel yourself as much, instead of trying to force that friendship or that 
social interaction or that that hobby or whatever working on yourself can help you in the long run because you'll be able to come back to it or it'll actually just help it directly and you don't realize that you yourself you're kind of going astray and it's difficult to have that that self-awareness as i said before especially towing the line with self-conscious because you don't want to be self-conscious all the time rather than be self-aware you should kind of realize the difference between self-consciousness and self-awareness um, and try and still be self-aware while trying not to be self-conscious obviously everyone's going to be self-conscious to an extent everyone's gonna see certain insecurities that they have um, or see certain things they don't like about themselves and those could either be just things that you're self-conscious about or things that genuinely are maybe things that you're not the best at and you should be improving and it's difficult to know that sometimes and it's mm -hmm. okay if you get it wrong so self-awareness allows you to grow because you can iron out the things that maybe aren't the best whereas self-consciousness highlights insecurities that you maybe don't need to change you just think they're bad things so that's i think one of the hardest parts of sorry that's one of the hardest parts of self-love um yeah. especially i think one that i struggle with the most where kind of the in the social interactions i have with people um where i try and and people please more maybe are more leaning towards self-conscious um insecurities and also the physical side of things i feel self-conscious about my body a lot of the time because of how i used to be mm -hmm. and i have to realize that sometimes that is self-consciousness not self-awareness and not something that i need to put a lot of effort into improving he's Watching. a pro podcaster now <laughs> i should start my own one. Oh yeah it's a collab no a competition oh is it okay i'm never having you on my podcast <laughs> <ever> again <laughs> no but like i think it's like an example, but when I started like social, like salsa bachata, I it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not on their level, or yeah, I, I literally like had just started, <laughs> or like you put so much pressure on yourself to be like, I need to be like that person, mm. I need to be good, or I need to be amazing to dance like her or him, and at the same time, you just need to remember you know you will get there at some point eventually but i mean it applies to everything not just dots no absolutely you have to realize you aren't them yeah exactly and that's okay and you know i was talking to someone the other day about this actually about how they deal with stress uh because they had a competition coming up and they didn't know how they would they felt really nervous about it uh, and for me i started off latin dance and i felt very nervous all the time i was going up to these random people and had to suddenly dance with them and i didn't know them from anything i barely even knew their names so i would get to know them eventually but at the time obviously i was very nervous and then i started to think to myself wouldn't it be such and this is this is very hard to do don't get me wrong and some people will never just be able to switch to this perspective um because it's not the most natural thing but i instead of thinking oh my god i'm so nervous to do this i thought well how lucky am i to get the opportunity to suddenly be dancing like i love dancing i love latin dance why should i be nervous i should be excited and if i am comfortable i will be better at it and they will appreciate me more because i'll be more comfortable around them mm -hmm. so i started doing that for competitions and things as well whenever i was nervous about it i thought well why am i doing a competition why am i putting pressure on myself or similar um and then i thought well it's because i enjoy this hobby i love it so i'm doing it not because i want to do well in the competition and force myself into a position that i don't want to be in it's because i actually enjoy it yeah i absolutely love it and i did i did a an mma fight with my uh university slow very proud of you uh and i did lose but i had I a lot of fun doing it and it was the hobby that I wanted to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I wanted the experience. So before that, I wasn't nervous at all. Because, well, that's when I was a little nervous. <laughs> it's okay to feel a little nervous. Yeah. But I think the main thing I was focusing on was that I was so excited to have the opportunity finally. You know, I missed it the year before. I really wanted to do it. And this year, I just finally got to go out there 
just do my best. I enjoyed everyone I trained with. I enjoyed the presence of my opponent. Like they were a really nice uh, person, and I, I just enjoyed the whole experience, and it made it so much more pleasant for me, mm -hmm. not being constantly nervous about these things. So I think, you know, and linking back to what we were talking about before, uh, I kind of went on a tangent about dealing with nerves, but um, part of kind of self-love in terms of hobbies is knowing what you enjoy and knowing the reasons why you do things. Knowing, 100%. like, I'm doing this because I enjoy it and not because I'm putting pressure on myself. Um, and it, it helps you deal with so many situations. So I think just realize your, your whys and have them define your actions. You're really out here, like, making people question their lives. By I'm people, questioning mine. You're the only person who's heard it. So okay, it's well, you so far. Are you questioning your Hypothetically, life? when people listen, they're going to be like, shit. Oh, my God, no way. What am I doing? I never thought of that. Wow. What about what about for you? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> what, 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 what for me? What was the question? I can't remember. I mean, I said, um, was there a question? Well, we just started talking about like why, what the why? question I I asked you. Yeah. Oh, it was like, what would you tell your younger? Self. No, bef after that. I asked you a question. Yeah. What question was it? I can't remember. That's the problem. Well, shit. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. I don't remember asking a question. You did? You didn't. I didn't. I oh, so you're ask asking me a question. I wanted to, yeah. But I can't think of anything. Okay. I was going to be like, what do you find hardest about your self-love? That's crazy. That's a crazy question. Oh, that's loaded. Wow, you really put me on the spot here. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, it is a bit, because it is hard. The journey itself is hard. You know, you could still be getting there, or... Everyone's always still getting there. No, right? exactly. You can you never, never really just finish. fully love yourself. I think it's important to, to be able to try and fully love yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not... When we talk about growth... Um, and how everyone's improving, it doesn't mean you don't love that part of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I love all the mistakes I've made up until now. Like, a lot of them, not great. And I'm not <laughs> happy that I did them, but I love that I know that it's a bad thing now. I I love that I can see the, the issues I've had, the mistakes I've made. Oh, yeah. yeah. And see that I've improved from them because the fact that I see it as an issue and feel like I wouldn't do that now means I've grown from it. You can address it and exactly. process it. So just the self-awareness of your insecurities as well is something that you have to love about yourself because it's the fact that you're able to kind of find the issues in yourself and see how you could always improve. I think, yeah, accepting, accepting your insecurities is a big part of self-love, but I think a bigger part of self-love is accepting that you are going to do things wrong mm -hmm. and accepting that the part that you have to focus on is actually how you're going to improve from it. Yeah. And not being so ashamed and so guilty of the fact you did it. Exactly. Guilt is good because it's a motivating factor, but it shouldn't crush you. It shouldn't absorb you. It should be used as that motivating factor and you should grow from it. Yeah, it was like, again, when I dropped out, I literally, I was so embarrassed. You did what, sorry? Shush. Um, I was so, I honestly was so embarrassed from the fact that I did that. And, you know, I had dropped out and it was just kind of, yeah. Like, Do you I, remember that time you dropped out? No, I, I don't. I don't. I repress that memory. I'm joking. But now I kind of take pride in that. I, I always, <laughs> I love bringing it up. So it's also... I mean, the fact that I was able to change my course and do something that I enjoy and something that I think that I'll be, I think at least, will be able to do in in the future. It's just like, it's good to see like the beauty in your mistakes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Seeing the beauty in your mistakes is a great way of putting it. Oh, thank you. Because the mistakes do, well, they are beautiful I think less the mistake in itself being beautiful yeah. and more... you realising it. Exactly. The self-awareness. Self-awareness is a beautiful thing when it's mm -hmm. not self-consciousness. Yeah. 
self-awareness in its true form um, is is very difficult to do as well. So don't feel pressure on having to do it. But just just try and think to yourself every now and then, what, how could I be better? I'm not perfect. That's okay. I love that I'm not perfect because I always have something that I want to improve upon. I love that I'm not perfect because I always have a goal. I have a destination. Uh, I have a purpose. Uh, and each day I, I try my best to fill that purpose as well as doing all the necessary things that I have to do in, in life and also keep staying happy. You know, if you're not happy while you're trying to self-improve, then I would argue it's not self-improvement. Then what are you doing? What exactly. are you doing with your life? Improvement, I would say, has to satisfy the three things that I said earlier. It should, it should feel fulfilling. The end point should be self-fulfillment okay amazing is there anything else you would like to add um no no i think you know we've talked about so many different things now and hopefully people don't just think it's some strange like way of viewing the world or some oh yeah like pretentious self-righteous rant about about how we go about our lives and how people should improve. <laughs> uh, I don't want anyone to feel like it's forced on them, but yeah, I think hopefully people see some new perspectives from this. Um, and more importantly, people love themselves a bit more. Yeah. And we don't criticise ourselves as much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Thank you, Eduardo. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming and talking. Oh yeah, um, also, if you guys do have any more suggestions as to what topics you guys all want me and other people to talk about, you know, you never know, Ed might also be a recurring guest, DM me on the Instagram, which is at WTDTYA turning 20 pod. Um, and yeah, I shall see you guys next week for another episode of What They Don't Tell You About Turning 20. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye.